Hello. Hello, baby. Hey, everybody. Welcome to our second edition of the Breaking Bad podcast. Yes. This is going to be 10 minutes a week, and we decided to do it because it was so popular last week. Everybody loved it. So. And because it has a natural endpoint. Yeah, we're, we don't have to do this three weeks from now. We'll be done. Yeah. But, you know, if this is the kind of thing you guys like, by all means, tweet us and talk to us and let us know. Because uh, we could do uh, Walking Dead and Game of Thrones. Three's Company Retrospective. <laughs> Every time I think about Three's Company now, uh-huh. I always think about Michelle Bachman's bad lip reading. Yeah. Because, you know, Three's Company was so good. She kind of had some bad lip reading this week anyway, but we'll get she into did. that in our political podcast. Hey, we're the professional left. This is Drift Glass. I'm Blue Gal. Hello, everybody. And we're going to talk for 10 minutes about, and we're married, so if he calls me honey, it's perfectly okay. Yeah. Uh, for those of you that are just listening to us, because what? you're you got a Breaking Bad fixation, we share your passion. And uh, we're going to talk about uh, this episode with the shootout. Yeah. And I guess we ought to be real professional and know the title of the episode and all that. But there's three episodes to go. It was Tahajali. Tahajali, that's right. Uh-huh. The name of the reservation. The name of the where, where the money is buried. And, and by the way, we should always clarify that this show is full of spoilers for that episode. So yes. if you don't want to hear that, don't listen. Okay. It, it's half spoilers and half idle, reckless speculation about what <laughs> what's going to happen next. No information at all to <laughs> we draw. We do on not them. know anybody associated with the show. We're no. just fans. No, but this is this was the site of the first cook. Yeah. This, this is the site oh, where Jesse right. and Walt did their very first crime together. Mm-hmm. And they so killed people. History. Uh-huh. It's a historical place, a uh-huh. sacred place and all of that. Burial ground in a way. It absolutely for is. All yeah. of all of Walt's hopes and dreams. It kind of fascinating how they've been able to do all that, put mm-hmm. all of that into a place. And uh we're we're going to preface this by congratulating Bob Odenkirk. Yes. Saul, Better Call Saul is a real thing and is going to be a show, uh-huh. a spinoff show, and apparently a prequel to Breaking Bad. So we got to want that makes me wonder whether Saul survives the next three episodes. Yeah, I think they had to sort of they had I don't to know, say that they had to sort of say that. But I'm looking forward to Chris Pine playing Saul in the uh, very, very early prequel. Young Walt or young Saul? Which one is he going to play? He's going to play the uh, young, very young version of uh, of Saul. OK. <laughs> and uh, you know, he's going to on an alternate timeline. <laughs> oh, yeah. The whole see that would that would be perfect. Bar fight. Christopher Pike. Timeline mm-hmm. with old Spock coming back. Uh huh. And eventually, there's a pie eating right? there's yeah. a pie eating contest eventually. So and and Chekhov wins by beaming pie out of his belly, right? That's that's yeah. my um that's my long shot bet. That's my hundred to one bet that you, the money. You really do like those two char- two character friends of Jesse. I do yes, the meth meth boys. Yeah, meth boys. what are their names again? Badger and Skinny Pete. Badger and Skinny Pete. Yeah. Because they're about two degrees away from a lot of people that worked for me back when I worked in Chicago <laughs> in IT, especially when I worked in IT at college. But yeah, these these guys are with their obsession with Babylon Five. Hey, shout out to Babylon Five. <laughs> and uh, and uh, they, they, all he has to do is write down the episode of Star Trek that yes. he wants to write. Yeah. Well, and once they the find series, once they find seven barrels of money buried in the desert, they will have. They'll be money. able to do it. That will be their vanity project. <laughs> You will see them living large in Hollywood, getting the, their, Making their the projects made. Yeah. yeah. But Walter Koenig is dead, so he can't be the 
Oh, no, Walter Koenig's still alive. No, Walter Koenig's still alive. Who's dead? Yeah, James Doohan. Scotty's dead. That's Scotty's good. dead. Uh-huh. Scotty's dead, so he can't beam the pie out of Chekhov's stomach. They'll have but it doesn't matter, because Simon they Pegg can is... Use, they can use young Scotty. That's Simon right. Pegg is oh. still alive. That's right. Simon Pegg is oh, still alive. So They can do it all. So this latest episode, there was a huge shootout. Yeah. And it involved Walt and Jesse being in separate cars, mm-hmm. and... Walter is under arrest. He's in handcuffs. Yes. And Hank has arrested him. He's a Hank's Walt's brother-in-law and well, also a DEA agent. They're not quite in separate cars. They're not because there's a they're they're put into separate cars. They're put into separate. Jesse and Walter in, are put into separate cars. But they, there's a, an account. Of Jesse spits in his face. Yep. He oh, spit yeah. in. He spit in the devil's eye. Yes, he did. And there, there, I I want to mention how happy he looks mm-hmm. and how how it's like a miracle it is that it is he's he's because he re, in, in it was the show before this he he said you guys don't get it mr white is the devil he it doesn't matter how well you plan it doesn't matter what you do you know it doesn't matter it doesn't matter he will always win no matter what you plan he'll always reverse it on you and at the last minute it'll all work out exactly the opposite the way you thought it would because he's the devil yeah yeah <clears throat> there's this look on his face of joy that he finally got handcuffs on Walt they yeah. broke the spell you arrested him and and you're cops and you're in police cars and here we are you've got him outnumbered he dropped his gun you called your wife everything's cool everything's great and then of course he you know spits in Walter's face and they have a little tussle uh, and they put them in separate cars. And that's the point at which <laughs> the cavalry, the anti-cavalry. The anti-cavalry. And, and it's the in. devil's minions who come regardless huh. of whether the devil wants them to or not. Uh-huh. And, and they're Nazis. Yeah. These are Nazis. These, These are, are white supremacists. White supremacists, yes. Swastika on the neck. Nazis. That Walter, remember Walter promised his wife, I'm out, I'm done, I'm out. I'm gonna, you don't need to worry. We're safe. Mm-hmm. All the bad people are off the hook now. Except, of course, that you could never leave. Because... I needed one more favor, and so I called in these Nazis, and now they're they're in the loop, and now they're the ones who are looking to get rich, and now they're the ones who have stolen the meth, mm-hmm. the methylamine, mm-hmm. and so they're now in control, and they're the people in when I'm at my darkest moment, they're the they're the cavalry I call in to save me because mm-hmm. they're the only people I know, and so now you've triggered this set of events, you've set you've, you've kicked the domino over. Yep. And through the rearview mirror, we see approaching the tr- the trucks with the, the killers in them. Yeah. The Nazis, the, the heavily Nazis. armed Nazis, the heavily armed professional killer, uh-huh. cold blooded killer, uh-huh. uh, there to do a job. Mm-hmm. And and what it's pure Breaking Bad because regardless of what Walt says to them, right. They need Walt out of those handcuffs and back with them because he's promised them one last cook. Right. So that they can have that license to make money with the blue meth. So their motivation, I mean, they are so, the writers are so clear on this show about everybody having a motivation that is totally understandable why they then take the actions that they do. And that's mm-hmm. clearly at the writer's room of this show is always about... Yeah, it doesn't matter if Walt tells them to stop shooting or go away or don't kill Jesse. Yeah. I've changed my mind. And they never force a character to do something that character wouldn't do. No, no. But these guys want Walt back. And killing somebody is not a problem. 
Killing everybody is not a problem. Killing everybody is not a problem. Let me ask you, there was one line in this scene, though, that confused me. Let let me just finish off with, um, and Jesse sees his his theory of Walter being the devil come true right before his eyes. Absolutely, yep. Everything's going great. He's under arrest. The Hank has called his wife to say everything's fine. We got I'll be the home guy late tonight. I'll be oh, home no. late. <laughs> you can finally rest easy because the, we've got the devil in chains. And then everything reverses itself. Mm-hmm. And you see, you see Jesse just. I knew it. He's the fucking devil. Yeah. It doesn't matter how clever you are. You never are going to trap this guy. Yep. So what was the one sentence you were? You were... Qu- I I had a question about the neo Nazis. Yeah. And how insistent they were that. Walt, uh-huh. oh no, excuse me, Hank and his partner flash a badge. Yes. If you flash a badge, we'll turn ourselves in or yeah. we'll we'll give ourselves up. Yeah. What is that all about? That's not, that was. That was just nothing. That was a, a way to get them to put down their gun for a minute we're, or. Yeah, we're going to. Okay. Sure. We're heavily armed. Mm-hmm. We're obviously criminals. Um, But if you just, you know, if you if you show us that you're you're a member of law enforcement, then we'll respect you and guns will go uh-huh. down. Yeah. That not going to happen. No, that, that might have been a tip of the hat to uh, the treasure this year. Yeah, it might have been because it this is been. this is shot as a Western. Yes, it is. Yes, a, it is. as they've said before. And, and uh, um, Vince Gilligan said this is a modern Western. And, and in modern Westerns, the bad guys sometimes win. Yep. And or it's just awful. I mean, unforgiven. Everybody's bad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and the worst of the worst just disappears at the end of it. And the uh, so I think it was just it might have just been tip of the hat to the, the badges scene where, where yeah. the roles are reversed. We don't need no stinking badges. Yeah. <laughs> I did one other thing I want. I learned by uh, opening up the Breaking Bad Wikipedia page. I did not know uh-huh. that Bob Odenkirk based his character Saul on the film producer Robert Evans. He <laughs> listens to Robert Evans read The Kid Stays in the Picture uh-huh. on audiobook. The Kid Stays in the Picture. Yeah. Oh, they tried and to he, get me out of that. He tried, He he listens to that, he says, and that I rehearse scenes alone, I do my impersonation of Robert Evans, and then I go out and do Saul. Yeah. Very interesting. That's a good- that's a good Very one. interesting. So what do you think is going to happen? You have, so, you have some ideas, and also there have been some other people on the Internet that have had some ideas that you thought were good. I have I, – I have the, we've moved into – this is going to sound a little weird. We've moved into Edgar Allan Poe territory. And you're quite a fan of Edgar Allan Poe. I, I am. And so I'm going to wedge it in any place I can. <laughs> but you have, you have the burials. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have you – have, the thing about and let's face it, the money is a character in this story. It is. It is. It, it, it really can, is. Yeah. And and the thing about Poe, I'm not talking about necessarily the the subject matter because mm-hmm. in Poe, it's always almost always night in Edgar Allan Poe stories, and there's and and there's there's usually somebody's about to be buried alive mm-hmm. or about to, but something horrible is about to happen to somebody. But there's some, but the, there's a sensibility about Poe the the awfulness of what's happening. The, the classic tragedy is is the evocation of pity and terror. And in, in Poe, there's never any pity. Yeah. It's just terror. It's just – and uh, a lot of people wrote about this in the last week, this evocation of suspense, the Hitchcock rule about suspense, that if you have two people having a pleasant conversation and a bomb suddenly goes off, you get 15 seconds of startled. Mm-hmm. But if you have a bomb under the table and you mm-hmm. show the audience the bomb is there and you show them there's a clock at it and you show these people just having this normal conversation, you get 15 minutes of suspense, which is yep. what you want. Mm-hmm. This show has become entirely about tension yep. and silence and suspense and things, awful things are just 
waiting to happen. And there's nothing that, that can stop them. And in that sense, it feels almost Poe-like. And it almost feels like a pervasive dream, a very detailed pervasive dream that you can't escape. You and can't Jesse, wake up. Yeah. You can't wake up and you can't change the rules. Mm-hmm. And that's Jesse's idea that, no, see, as in a dream, I will never get away. Yeah. The bad guy will always come for you. He's like Freddy Krueger at this mm-hmm. point. He just, yeah. he, you can't stop him because he's not human. He's a, mm-hmm. he's a character from my nightmare. And there's nothing I can do to get him out of my head. And there's nothing I can do to stop him. At, at, at the moment when I finally break with him, mm-hmm. when I finally trick him into, into chasing me, leading me to his, to his treasure, to his troll treasure. You know, I found Smog's cave and it's full of gold. Mm-hmm. Uh, at that moment, when I think I've won, that's when everything reverses and it turns out that I have completely lost everything. And, and that's, so, why, that's why Jesse can't just uh, have Saul go out and buy him a plane ticket to Hawaii no. and go get drunk on the beach and just be there for six weeks. No. Hey, you know, I've got cash. I'm just going to sit here. And he's throwing it out the window. Yeah, everyone's <laughs> stuck. Everyone's stuck he's there. He's stuck there. Yes. And everyone is, everyone is trapped in this dream, yeah. in this nightmare from which none of them can wake up and which keeps getting exponentially worse as the end of the series approaches. Mm-hmm. And one really very clever theory that I heard floated about the internet that I think is a lot of currency. This is, this is spoiler, spoiler, because mm-hmm. okay. it's, you, th- you think this actually might it, be the it, ending. It explains, the, it explains the facts. It explains okay. what, what we know so far. We know that Walt comes back to a devastated house. Mm-hmm. We know he is, he is carrying military grade weapons. He's changed his appearance and he, it shocks people to find out that he has returned. Yeah, and possibly that he's still alive. Yes. Yeah. And I mean, the the neighbor is visibly shaken to see him. And yeah, he gets out of a car. He, he his his hair is back. He has a beard. He doesn't look like himself. And he goes into his Heisenberg house, which has now been his old house has now been burned out. Has had it's been vandalized. It has skateboarders in his swimming pool. It has the word Heisenberg written in giant yellow letters on the wall. So clearly the the secret got out mm-hmm. and, and reputations have been destroyed and people's lives are probably over. Mm-hmm. And he goes there specifically for a little vial of yeah. ricin, right. which is hidden behind the wall. That And that tells me that he has to kill somebody. Mm-hmm. And it wouldn't surprise me if if this week, because they cut off right at the, in the middle of a gunfight. Right. And, and the bad guys are so... Uh, the good guys are so heavily outnumbered. They are. It's, it's like yeah. six or seven eight, to two. Eight to two, yeah. And the, like the bad guys have have machine guns, and for all I know, they've got a flamethrower and got, a rocket And they've monster. got a truck full of ammunition, yeah. clearly, yes. And there's two DEA agents with their handguns and probably mm-hmm. some, some weapons in the trunk, but that's about it. Mm-hmm. That the Hank and Gomi end up dead in the desert. Mm-hmm. And then, because Hank was so anxious to land his white whale. Yeah, and he was he kept it a secret from everybody else. That yeah. Yeah. suddenly the confession that Hank dreamed up or that Walter dreamed up Walter that frames his brother-in-law now has perfect there's no more witnesses. Yep. And it makes perfect sense. Yeah. There's and nobody he's to say Heisenberg. Well, yep, not Walt. It's uh Hank. Hank is Heisenberg. Hank is found Heisenberg. out. Yes. Gomi, you know, found out found and they dead killed in each the other. Desert. Yep. Or there was a gun shootout and I was out there and I was held hostage and oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. Yeah. At which point, um, suspicion is shifted away from Walter, who might very well have now be faking his own death, or I'm guessing the Nazis somehow take you know him hostage. Oh, okay. Put him in a basement, or put him and Jesse in a basement and to force cook. Him yep, to and cook. force them to cook together. Yep. And yep. 
that don't know what happens. Makes a lot of sense. And and at some point, Walter gets away, mm-hmm. and he he and his family get away, or he and his wife get away. Mm-hmm. There is some shred of you know something allows him to. It wouldn't he, surprise me if before the end of this show, Skyler winds up actually shooting somebody. Yeah, and while I, I still think Walter Jr. ain't gonna make it out alive. Okay, but because of the two sons motif. Yeah. Of Jesse being his other son, yeah. And his innocent son. Yeah. And the innocence doesn't survive in this world. No, no. That, well, you mean Walt Jr. is yeah. the innocent son. And, and we've already... Jesse, Jesse is the real DNA of yeah. Heisenberg, yeah. Of course, there's, yeah. A third, there's a third son now. It's Todd. <laughs> Todd is so has, sad. has such a crush. Yes. On on the blue meth lady, yes. Yeah, yes. and he's he's got he's so polite to her. He's a, he's a, and he's a, he's a truly sociopathic. He's a true he's a true psychopath. He's polite and earnest, and will kill without feeling any remorse at all. And his his uncle Jack might be able to take care of that. His uncle Jack is the Nazi. Yep. Um. And so, he's, he's part of Vominos Pest Control, yeah. Madrigal Electromotive. And this is this is the thing that he wants to walk away from, and and yeah. and he can't. So it wouldn't surprise us since since the 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 key to all of the the future wealth and prosperity of the white supremacist group is a meth cook that they will simply take one hostage and stick him in a basement yep. and keep him down there until they're done with him. Yep. And that it is and I foresee that perhaps uh to pay off his final debt, Walter finally comes back to save Jesse. Yeah. Yeah. And since they're gonna check him for guns and they're checking for everything else, the one thing they won't check him for is poison. Yeah, yeah. And that's why and he a little needs, thing of ricin. Yeah, that's why he needs that that ricin he cooked up. The ricin is the is the there's a lot of Chekhov's guns in this, mm-hmm. but the ricin is definitely one of them. Yep. And it has to somebody and has to somebody, die of poison. The, the ricin has to be used because we've seen it in Act One. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. If, that's a good place to end, unless you've got anything else. No, I just want to see uh, Badger and Skinny Pete have their own show. <laughs> <laughs> you know they will have. A Beavis and Butthead animation of yeah. those guys. They already d- have animated their uh, Star Trek episode on the Star Trek. Yes. Yeah. And so. and, uh, and poor Huel. <laughs> poor Huel. I, I do I, feel sorry. sorry for Huel. I do. He really got worked over, and it yeah. was sad. Yeah. Brilliantly, I must say. Well, yeah. Everything faking, about faking Jesse's death. We we should explain. They fake Jesse's death by putting cow brains on the floor of uh, Hank's house, and Hank has been using his. Uh, iPhone or whatever it is, his camera yeah. phone to, to great to great result with tricking people that you know he has the money or that he that Jesse has the money or that Jesse's dead or whatever. He's just using these camera phone photos as proof of things when it's all faked. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that that's been kind of interesting. But and, yeah, poor poor Yule getting tricked by uh, Hank that and, way was not Hank, fair. Hank, Hank has broke the rules. Hank yeah. broke the rules, and he. Uh, I well, got... and, and the fact that I think you're right, the fact that Hank kept it all a secret from his colleagues, except for his partner and his partner keeps saying, you know, if Hugh lawyers up, I'm going to go in right. and tell everybody I'll, I'll if, go with you. if something happens to Walt or if something happens out here, we got to go clean and tell everybody at the DEA what you're doing. And yeah. it's it's he's just really nervous about the fact that no one is out there to back them up. Yeah. In terms of what it what's happening with the story, you know. So I I can see Gomi being dead at the end of this. I can too, and and Gomi also wa- wanted to let 
the Native American patrol. Yeah, call the know, tribal police. Call the, call the tribal police so that they know we're out here digging yeah. and on and on. So it, he's just one of these, as, as he said on Talking Bad, mm-hmm. the actor said, By the book. You know, I, I'm, a, I'm the nervous, abused wife who's always rolling her eyes <laughs> at, what, at what Walt, what, uh, I keep missing Hank. Walt and Hank. It's Hank. Uh-huh. What Hank is doing, yeah. and and I got I got spanked last week for calling Hank a good guy. Yeah, but Hank he's is not... Hank is not a noble man. No, Hank but he's is supposed to represent. The he's law. the good guy. He's right. the law, and he's supposed to be represent order. And he that's all we mean by that. Yeah, he stepped outside the lines enough, but Walter has done enough to deserve to die. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pretty much everybody else in this series, with a couple of exceptions, including Walter mm-hmm. and and uh, uh, a few others have done enough that they really need to, they deserve whatever fate has in store for them. Mm-hmm. Hank hasn't. Yeah. Hank has beaten people up. Hank was a racist asshole and a, a loud blowhard Absolutely. jerk and a bunch of other things. But he didn't shoot a kid and bury him in the desert to cover no. his crime. Yep. And that's the, that's sort of the bar. That's how low the bar for morality has gone. And he, uh, but he's, he's compromised and everybody who sort of gets stuck in this web can't get out right and so what his what his torment will be i don't know but i don't see him surviving very long gomi's certainly gone yeah gomi's a dead so man too. i think but so. uh you know i and we uh we will miss ensign dead meat and <laughs> you should have been wearing a red shirt <laughs> yeah all right all right thank you everyone and good night and uh good we luck. also have a political podcast called the professional left which leads off with a uh, science fiction and we, we do well. It doesn't lead off. It ends up with science fiction university. Yes. So we do do science fiction trivia usually, or philosophizing. And you should probably know that the blue gal uh, keeps crooks and liars running. Yeah, I don't think that's true. I but think it's true. I keep the overnight posts up at Crooks and Liars. Yeah. So she she works at Crooks and Liars and has her own blog. I have my own blog too, and I do graphics. So we this is part of our burgeoning media empire. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Yeah. All right. Thanks for listening, folks. Bye bye.